Hey everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Hey everyone, welcome back to Any Crack Podcast, a podcast where I talk about normally my life assimilating to Ireland, but for today I'm actually going to be talking about my favorite topic in the whole world, Philadelphia. Specifically, I'm going to talk about being a Philly sports fan. I am joined by my friend Jocelyn to talk about our love of Philadelphia, our favorite kind of Philly sports memories, what it takes to be a Philly sports fan. It's something that I get asked about kind of a lot is like, oh, how are your teams doing? And oh, isn't Philadelphia like this? And aren't their fans really crazy and things like that? So I figured it could be kind of silly and fun to talk about our love of Philly sports and just give a great insight as to why we love our city and why we love our sports teams and what we feel makes us really unique and special. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jocelyn and I. If you want to give a little intro to yourself, whatever feels relevant, you can literally just give your name. Say how you know me or what you do, like whatever you want. And then of course, or as listeners know, what I make the guests do is say their favorite thing about me. So introduce yourself and then say why you like me. (laughs) Oh, Christ. My name is Jocelyn. I met Shannon in DC working in hell of an industry. She was probably one of the only sane people there. (laughs) And our friendship grew over our love of Philadelphia and our hatred of DC, which kind of fits perfectly into today's episode um after a brief stint in dc shannon followed me back to philly thanks for the housing where we were roommates before she ditched me for ireland so yeah here we are okay what's your favorite thing about me my favorite thing about shan Jan callahan <laughs> is probably her personality and the fact that even things that are shitty somehow make Shannon laugh. <laughs> yeah. When you live a life like I do, everything has the potential to be hilarious. But I have Jocelyn on today for a very specific reason. One thing that I am always being asked about, because I say that I'm from Philly, which is technically a lie, but technically not a lie, but also a lie. Geographically but I always get asked, the closest city. Yeah. And I did technically come from Philly. That was my most recent residence. Um, But I always get asked about sports, Philly sports. How are the, how are, what's your, what's your football team? How are they doing? Don't you guys have the, what's your baseball team? How, how did they do? What's Philly like for sports? I always get asked that. And so, yeah, because Jocelyn and I have a deep rooted love for Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports, I figured today we can do a how to be a Philly sports fan episode um, because I don't talk about Philadelphia enough on this podcast at all. So I figure I've written down some questions and some prompts for us to work off of to kind of frame this. But basically, let's start, I guess, with I was raised a Philadelphia sports fan, specifically 
a Flyers fan, so that's hockey. How was your upbringing as a Philly sports fan? Hockey was our number one. The Flyers were our favorites to watch. My dad grew up playing hockey, so it kind of fit the mold. Um, The Eagles were our number two. Yeah, we weren't allowed to watch football because my dad hated the advertising and boycotted it accordingly, but that's yeah that's I think that would have made like I don't know the union our number two or something like soccer our number two I was gonna say the advertising for all major league sports is pretty uh yeah yeah I suppose that when we were younger because football was so much more mainstream because that was you know before cable and all the rest like it felt so much more egregious and like my dad had played football in school and was like, this isn't how the game is supposed to be. Um, yeah, so Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, depending on the season, didn't really follow basketball as a child, but of course follow it now. And mm-hmm. yeah, I would say my least is the union, but that's because I don't understand soccer. Fair enough. So being a Philadelphia sports fan is very specific because I think in part you are born and raised that way I don't know too many bandwagon Philadelphia sports fans but also we have quite a specific reputation that is perhaps earned perhaps unearned I will post on the the podcast Instagram the Barstool Philly um photo that came out two weeks ago of this woman at the was it was the Vikings game wasn't it and she was posting on Facebook and all you could see her typing was like Philly sports fans are the most annoying people I've ever met in my life and she you could tell she was gearing up for a rant so we have a reputation Jocelyn how would you describe our reputation and is it warranted so the woman was actually the commander's game FKA oh, was it? oh yes Red commanders Skins, that's what it was yeah which makes it even better that it was a DC team but yeah. <laughs> I digress yes. Yeah, I agree with you. So you don't choose to be a Philly sports fan. You're kind of born into it and it is what you follow. And if you go against the grain, then you're just an outcast in terms of overall. Um, As children, you wear your Philly sports stuff to school. You support Mm -hmm. the teams. You watch them with your parents. You go to football game parties. You go to Philly's watch parties. So Uh, Being a Philly sports fan is definitely you're born into it. Not many people would select the Philly teams to follow for a majority of reasons. Mostly I would be saying our traditional streak of losing and not really Mm -hmm. ever making it to the big leagues. So they say um, Super Bowl or postseason, um, which, yeah, the reputation is, I think, a little bit exaggerated in the Mm -hmm. eyes of the outsiders, you have the people who see somebody do something crazy and film it and it just becomes up oh, there goes Philly again. But you look at other teams and other stadiums and people are getting in fights in parking lots. People are, you know, throwing food on people, right, doing other things. Um, and it's not really as advertised because it's not from Philly. I think they kind of take every negative from Philly and just exaggerate it to the nth extreme because of said reputation. Yeah, we're everyone's favorite bad guy. Like, we're Mm -hmm. just, the go-to insult is like, oh, and how many Super Bowl wins do you have? And how many this do you have? 
but that's why I know that I'm rooting for the right teams is because we don't root for them because we're the winningest. Like as soon as the Patriots stop winning like they are this season, there's going to be a lot fewer Patriots fans. But like Philadelphia will always sell out stadiums because even if they're on a 10 game losing streak, people still want to support the team. That's a good point. It's Philly definitely has, which I'm going to rip from the headlines basically nowadays, the underdog mentality. Yeah. And we love losing to a point. We love that we like pride ourselves in that. Yeah, we haven't won much, but maybe this year's our year. Yeah. And that's kind of how we take it and run with it. And like we're having fun in the meantime. At the end of the day, like we just want to watch the people we admire play the game that they love playing exactly that's it we're passionate that's all we are and like sorry that you don't have touchdown anthems and sorry that you don't sing about people not liking you and not giving a fuck like sorry you don't have a sense of humor but like it is what it is I'll bring friends to watch Eagles games with me and like obviously whenever the Eagles score score a touchdown like we sing and they're like everybody's always like this is so different slash obnoxious but like It's just, I think the touchdown song and like just the energy around it, it's just because we're excited. Like, we're just happy to like, we're just happy to be here. I Yeah, I agree. We like to be the underdogs and we like to kind of prove people wrong, but we also just get scapegoated for stuff. Like, I remember when we did win the Super Bowl and like all of the attention going around that, it was like, didn't Philadelphia riot? And it's like... Every city riots when they win. Every city, every single one for every single sport riots. Like, but every Philly city gets... might not grease their light bulbs so people don't climb up them. But yeah, every city riots. <laughs> yeah, every city does shit. But yeah, like Philly gets told that like what we did was so much worse, and it's like, was it? I was listening to Jason Kelsey's podcast, and he had Trav on it, and Travis was at the game that we played the Vikings this year. Mm-hmm. And the fans, of course, as we were blowing them out, started doing the skull chant because that's the Vikings chant and, mm-hmm. you know, Cute. making fun and, you know, hey, you guys suck. Yeah. And at one point, Travis in the interview goes, it was really hard to not join in, but I have friends on the Vikings and I didn't want to disrespect them. <laughs> and that's just, I felt like the perfect comment, like, it becomes just this movement of, you know, this is us and these are our people and be with us or don't. Yeah. And it's it goes the it goes the way as well of like when when new players join a Philadelphia sports team, they know the culture they're coming into. They like they they always are commenting on like, I'm really excited to get to know the fans and like get to experience Philadelphia in this way. And then they also know that when they play like shit that they they have people to answer to because we are not a fandom that is above booing our own team. If you're not playing well, we're going to let you know that we're not happy with it. And we're going to stay until the end and boo until the end, but we're we're not leaving you. We're just letting you know that we're disappointed in you. Which That's is another thing point. I love. Players who come to Philly either survive or they don't. It's yeah. very black and white. You either embrace the culture or you get out yeah. my favorite example this year is Alec Bohm plays for the Phillies mm. One of the first couple games they were losing by a lot and he's on 
camera smell thing. I hate this fucking place because people booed him because he either missed the hit or whatever he did. And fast forward to now, he's celebrating and loves this city and says this city is a great place. And you just kind of adapt or die as a player in Philly sports. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it throughout the city as well. Like it's memorialized in the art. There's so many murals that go up. There's the Philly special mural. There's the one of um, the eagle holding on to Tom Brady. There's gritty murals everywhere. There's like it. There's um, dedications to yeah when the Phillies won. There's dedications to the 76ers and trust the process and that whole thing. Like it's built into the entirety of the city and you see it in the way that the players give back as well there's a lot of players who do especially now kind of the big attention has been on the gun violence in philly and stuff like that so i've never pretended like philadelphia is a mecca i've said it's the greatest city in the united states but it's not without its problems certainly but like you can see the players trying to get involved in community work and stuff like that which is something i always really admired as well is kind of this service mindset that gets built into the teams as well yeah they all um jason kelsey just launched a whole clothing line and all of the proceeds go back to youth and helping the city and almost every player who's here for a while has a big name ends up doing something nonprofit charity to help the city zach and julie Ertz had a huge foundation uh connor barwin had a foundation Almost everybody within Philly sports, it kind of embraces the city and wants to help out the best that they can. Yeah, which is, yeah, something to be admired. I'll ask you, Joss, what was the first game you ever went to? What was your first Philly, Philly game? So my first Philly professional sports game was definitely the Flyers. I used to go all the time as a child with my dad. Um the Pico power play, honestly, is the most rememberable part of <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers games. If you've been, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pico can it's ever. time for the Pico power play. If I ever drop that sponsorship, I think the city will crumble. Yeah. Um, but my first Eagles game is my most memorable. Okay. Because I would beg and beg my dad to take me to Eagles games. And this was when it was still in the spectrum before they built the link. And he used to tell me that Eagles games were not places for little girls for like 10 years of my life. <laughs> Eagles games aren't places for little girls. So finally, when they ripped the spectrum down and built the link, I got to go to, which I didn't know at the time, was a preseason game. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. I got to go to my first Eagles game. And I just remember sitting there thinking, why isn't this for little girls? This is just like on TV. This is so much fun. And I had a ball. And then probably I want to say third quarter, sitting there looking around, enjoying myself, watching the Eagles. I turned to my dad and I said, I'm confused. Where's the yellow line? <laughs> and he just started dying laughing. And he's like, you poor soul. The yellow line is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and my world was blown up. But I've since learned how to watch Eagles or football games without the yellow line. <laughs> the yellow line, for those who do not know American football, denotes uh, where they're, where the new first down will be. Correct. Basically yeah. the threshold to keep going and play. Yeah. So there we go, sports. I actually, so because like 
I didn't grow up in Philadelphia and it was a little bit far out. I was actually in college before I ever went live to see a game. But I remember, and see, my family tells me that I wasn't there, but I know for a fact that I was there. My brother got to meet Keith Primo with my dad. This is a, a Flyers player for those of you who don't know, which if you don't know, God help you. Um, he was like one of our favorites of all time. And my brother got to go to a hockey rink that he was at doing a signing and got to meet him. But I definitely was also there. I was told not too long ago that I wasn't there. And I was like, are you joking? I absolutely was. And then I was, yeah, in college the first time I got to see a Flyers game. And that was the Flyers versus Minnesota. And then from there, we would go in D.C., yeah. and watch anytime the caps were playing the flyers we would go and watch the game and this jocelyn is where the uber story comes in from we had gone to see a flyers game and this was i think still regular season it wasn't like we would go and watch the um, playoff games yes. as well but this i'm pretty sure was a regular season game it was still warm enough that we only had like our jerseys on so it must have been in the fall. It must have been early enough in the season. And so after the game, we got in an Uber pool and we were in it first. And then you had sat in the front seat. No, we had both sat in the back seat. And then somebody else came in to the car. This girl comes in, sits down in the front seat, turns around, looks at us up and down and goes, oh, you're from Philadelphia. And we were like, uh, yeah where are you from and she goes i'm from pittsburgh that uh transitions me to the next statement who are our enemies we can start with cities and then we can go from there because we know pittsburgh mm -hmm. every sports team Correct. enemy dc every sports team enemy boston every sports team enemy I I would argue those are the top three across if you're going across whole, yeah yes I agree um, New York going yeah in there yeah. somewhere but we don't New York like, we wouldn't like the Rangers as Flyers and the Giants but we don't really care about the Jets and the Nets and yeah and like the Devils that's Jersey but like the Devils we wouldn't enjoy their presence right. either. I would say for hockey as well, the Blackhawks, we don't do well with Chicago that way. I um, agree. The Blackhawks are definitely up there, um, NHL specific. Yeah. Obviously for the NFL, Dallas, the Cowboys, literally a beer by a Philadelphia brewery called Dallas Sucks. Yeah. Um, I think if we had to rank overall number one, Dallas is our worst enemy. Yeah. Out of everything, then you go down the layers of cities versus teams and yeah, I remember when the Eagles made the Super Bowl and there was that like they were going to be playing the Patriots and there was that graph of like the U.S. or the map of the U.S. and it was like people rooting for the Eagles and it was the entire United States except for Boston and Dallas. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots were our enemy, quote unquote, for a while, but kind of as teams fall off and aren't on our radar anymore, we tend to not care about them as much. Yeah, certainly. And then it always, yeah, you can make an enemy very quickly if you are like the Vikings trying to start shit. Like, we're not going to back down either if you're going to step 
kind of step to us we will well, so I was gonna say new rivalry wise Vikings definitely yeah. you came yeah. to our city and you tried to disrespect us so we now will forever hate you yeah um they're definitely a new rivalry I mean DC always the Giants always except everybody kind of just pities the Giants now so <laughs> Yeah. I don't really know if they're a rival anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's many cities that feel that way about when we're in bad slumps and things. But I think every city, when we go to it, decides that we're their enemy. But I think yeah. that going and back And that's to... because that goes back to as well, because Philly sports fans travel very well. Mm-hmm. So, like, we when we used to be in D.C., like, half of the stadium at the Flyers games were Flyers fans because it was an easy trip to get to. DC is all transplants anyway, and they're all fake fake fans. fans. Exactly. DC has fake fans. They're all only there because it was something to do that night. Half of them probably don't even know who's on the team. Yeah. But then even you see when they go out to like LA and stuff that there'll be people in Flyers jerseys or Eagles jerseys. Like we travel very well. I was going to say, have you seen the videos of Arizona last night? The bars in Arizona were bumping with Phillies fans celebrating mm. the win, and they're all there currently for the Eagles game today. Yeah, and there's Philly bars in like most cities as well, which is great. I'm going to Seattle in November, and I found a Philadelphia Eagles bar in the heart of downtown Seattle, and you best believe my butt will be on a bar stool at 9 a.m. <laughs> Woo! I love that. And then um, let's talk about Gritty. The most beautiful man in America. Let's talk about that journey. Because I think Gritty's journey also really is so Philadelphia specific. Because I remember texting you when they released the first photographs of Gritty. This is the Philadelphia Flyers uh, hockey mascot. And I was like, what the fuck? Joss I was like what is going on like I can't believe they've done this and like the first game happened and it was so embarrassing so cringy everybody was like no I can't believe they've done this and then Pittsburgh had to Pittsburgh and their uh their penguin tweeted whatever bullshit their penguin tweeted and Gritty just said sleep with one eye open tonight bird and that was it Exactly. So personally, I, same as you saw the, you know, press release of this new mascot that they found in the walls of the Wells Fargo Center while doing construction. And he was this big orange guy. And I was like, what the hell is this? I think everybody who is new and comes to Philly is met with skepticism until they prove themselves, which is very Philly. And correct. First game, everybody was like, who is this big orange fluff? And then his PR team is top notch and tweeted at our enemy and called them a bird. And you know what? Philadelphia fell in love. Yeah, They fell in love with his literal grit and his kind of raw dances on the edge of appropriate and not. And that kind of is what Philly is. Yeah. Yeah. They, they nailed it at the end of the day. They, as you said, had a great PR team and they absolutely crushed it. And now not only is Gritty beloved by all Philadelphians, but 
Gritty has been co-opted by like socialism as well. They love to use him in their memes um, to talk about, yeah, like anti-capitalist theory, which is hilarious and amazing and I love it. Also just gets to be like, gets talked about on like national TV, all the rest. Didn't Beautiful. he win mascot of the year this year? Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. So not only does Philadelphia love him, but the country as a whole also yeah loves him and have embraced him i will yeah. not believe anything but that <laughs> yeah that's that is a fact <laughs> love it. he's loved by all but yeah no to your point and i think it kind of rounds out philadelphia as a whole you're new you come the city is like who the fuck are you and why the fuck are you here and then you either prove yourself or you don't and that's just how the city is and once you improve yourself and you're here because you love Philly too, then everyone embraces you. You can be weird and fuzzy and orange and kind of look like a cyclops, but hey, everyone <laughs> loves you. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else. Would you rather be, well, cause there's no other fan you'd rather be. God, no. Like I would take the Phillies winning the World Series once in my lifetime than I would having to be a Yankees fan where they've won it what 15 times yeah that's true over and over again I would take yeah. that yeah that's actually really true because I this I'm about to get off topic but like I get into this with like Patriots fans frequently enough that like it's because yeah okay great you can have rings on every finger cool but like I don't I don't actually really it's exciting to win like the Eagles winning the Super Bowl when we were living together was super exciting, even though I was sick on parade day. But like, it was so exciting. But so are most, so is like the kind of just, it's the whole spirit of like, oh my God, could they've won this game. Okay, are they going to win the next game? Oh my God, somebody got injured. It's over, it's over. But then they bring in somebody who just like plays their freaking heart out. And like, it worked the year that, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but it happened again like the next year and it didn't work out. It was disappointing, of course, but it was still so exciting. So like I don't really care about being a winningest team of all time. Now I would love to see the Flyers win in my lifetime a Stanley Cup. That We've would got be... some work to do, but yes, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, I'd cast a few spells for that to happen for sure. But if it was like, would you rather give up Gritty or have the Flyers win a Stanley Cup. That's a hard one. <laughs> in your life. And we put him back in the wall just for like a year and then he can come back. <laughs> <laughs> just put, build him back into the Wells Fargo Center where they found him for just a year. Because maybe that's the curse. Maybe him coming out, though he brought so much joy to Philadelphia, maybe he was actually like, he was actually like moving the puck. What was that one movie where like the puck is a magnet under the ice or something? I don't know if I've seen that one, but I know what you're alluding to. Yeah, he was actually making it so that we were playing well. Well, one of the biggest things in Philly sports that we didn't touch on is the fact that Philadelphia was cursed because back in the day, there was a gentleman's agreement that nobody would build a building higher than City Hall where William Penn stands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that bit the dust and has been for decades. Yeah. But when they built the new Comcast Center, 
one of the construction guys glued a tiny little William Penn figurine on the top of the building. And lo and behold, the city started winning and the Eagles got a Super Bowl. So, I mean, you can believe what you want, but <laughs> yeah, but William Penn was no longer upset. So then he said, okay, he said time to win. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. All the, like, we didn't even get into some of the other like legends and the, even the kind of biggest news stories, like throwing batteries at Santa Claus. But I don't like to talk about that because it was one time. Yeah. And get over it, people. Yeah. We've moved on. <laughs> Santa still delivers presents to the people of Philadelphia. So are there, and yeah. Did we miss any other stories before we go to Jim's? We didn't miss any other stories, but you did casually breeze over the phrase go birds and oh yeah oh sorry many 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 uses. oh my god yeah sorry as a greeting go, yeah as a hello as a goodbye yeah so if i ever see somebody wearing eagles stuff here i just shout go birds that backfired on me horribly one time because the guy looked at me like i had three heads and i was like you're your hat babe and he was like oh yeah i've never been there my friend gave this to me and i was like then take it off like you clearly don't understand that this is a signifier that you would like to be greeted with go birds and even though we're not the only birds team in the nfl it is if you hear go birds i ar would argue that is referencing the eagles one thousand percent it's it's hello it's how are you it's go birds, it's goodbye, it's good luck. It could really be used in almost any sentence and you just understand what word it replaced. Yeah. Go birds. Oh, yeah. And I've also kind of brushed over, like, we talked about, like, your first memory of, like, your first game that you went to and stuff, but your favorite was, was your favorite the first, like, game that you went to? No. Okay. What was My your favorite, favorite kind of Philly sports, sports memory? sports game ever was the Flyers-Penguins playoff series that my poor, naive mother bought tickets for me and my sister to go to because one of her coworkers was selling them. And she just assumed that when the lady told her they were 125 bucks, that that was for the pair. And she went to pay the lady and it was her ticket. And she felt like an ass and didn't want to say no. So my sister and I got playoff hockey tickets <laughs> because my mom didn't understand the oh no agreement she entered into. Um, it was Flyers, Penguins. I don't remember what game in the series it was, but it was the game where every single player got thrown out. Yes. I remember. And Scotty Hartnell was skating around the ice doing the Hulk Hogan mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pose. And there was a Penguins player sitting next to us in the stands. And one of the Flyers players who were sitting behind us brought an entire box of tissues with him. <laughs> and every time the Flyers scored, we checked one of the Penguins guys you know, anything physical or bad happened to the penguins, he would just throw tissues on this man's head. And this guy just sat there in silence. Oh, no. Never said a word. And I am sitting a couple 
seats down from him just dying inside that this man is just sitting there letting this other guy throw tissues on his head (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's amazing i oh my favorite I rem- I'd say my, oh God. Well, obviously for me, not being able to like be, like I haven't seen many games live. Like I've never been to an Eagles game live or anything like that. Um, But I would say one of my favorite moments is when the Eagles won the championship the year that I lived there. Because that was like, since I got, I missed the Super Bowl because I was in D.C. to watch it. And I said, that's fine, because when they win, I'll be able to watch the parade. And then I got sick the day of the parade and I missed the parade. So that was like that was my Super Bowl win was that championship win. Um, I'd say that one was pretty up there, but probably as well. When the Flyers were down to the Bruins, 3 and it was the semis and they came back and they won every single game. And then in the seventh game, they were down 0-3 and they came back and they won the game 4-3 and they moved through to the Stanley Cup finals and they did lose. But that was an amazing series to watch on television. I'm sure for anybody who got to see the games live, it was amazing, but that was like, that was the most exciting thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life was that fight uh, back from the brink. The ultimate comeback. We are the comeback kids. That is Philadelphia. And that was such a victorious season because even though they lost ultimately, it was just some of the most brilliant hockey playing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, And I think it also involved both teams fighting one of the games Probably that to the series death. involved the yeah but like the goalies came out of the goal and were fighting each other i'm pretty sure there was a game like that in there so it just involved everything you loved about the sport oh beautiful moments and actually and sorry when we went to see the caps and the flyers in the playoffs and we were in a section and they booed us walking up to our seats and then to start out the third period they played a montage of sports movies and they only played one second of an actual hockey movie and the rest were all football movies and i said fuck that i know the entire miracle on ice speech and i got up on my seat and i screamed the miracle on ice speech as the start of the third period for the flyers and i believe they won that game if i'm we not did mistaken win that game. We did. I'm not mistaken. We won that game. That was a good one. I remember that one. And I remember dying laughing. That correct. You're in a hockey arena in the playoffs and you're playing a montage of like Friday Night Lights and other Remember the Titans football movies. Mm-hmm. There's a literal movie about a great hockey comeback mm-hmm. <laughs> created in the 80s that you just, mm-hmm. you know, iced right over. Iced right over. Great moments are born from great opportunities. That's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. I think I still know it. I probably still know it. <laughs> I wouldn't. That's like you. my fun party trick is that I know the entire miracle speech because you just break into it in random conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway. 
last thing, and then we'll wrap up. Because we're talking about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, obviously known for its cheesesteaks. You can just call it a cheesesteak. You don't have to call it a Philadelphia cheesesteak. It's a cheesesteak. Anyone who calls it a Philadelphia cheesesteak is just, I don't understand. But anyway. Just call it a cheesesteak. Anyway, what is your go-to cheesesteak order? So I hate onions. So mine is whiz without, which for everybody who doesn't understand what that means, cheese whiz, which is a American delicacy. Yep. (laughs) The most processed bright orange colored cheese in the world melted down over top of the stove and then poured on top of some chopped up steak meat on a long roll. Yep. Yep. And there she is. I um I like provolone. I'll go whiz wit every now and again, but like good provolone steak. I will occasionally do tomatoes and lettuce as well. See the whole LTO thing, like cheesesteak hoagie is is a little bit controversial. Yeah. But so is the I won't hold it against you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, and then, yes, we just have to have a brief moment of silence for Jim's, the best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, because it burnt down in August when I was home. Literally. I was just down in the depths of South Philly, and all of a sudden, Twitter is ablaze telling us that Jim's is ablaze. And the entirety of it kind of inside just got absolutely decimated. So it'll be they're rebuilding it though, aren't they? So they said they were going to rebuild it and try and open for spring, but right now it has an unsafe structure violation on the door. So I don't know if in demolition they found problems from the fire. So it's all boarded up still. No one really knows what's happening. Oh no. Well, a moment of silence anyway for Jim's. And that's that. So, um, To summarize, how to become a Philly sports fan. A, be born one. (laughs) 100%. B, reevaluate your definition of success because it's not always winning. C, don't be afraid to get into, to have words with people who doubt your greatness. Scuffles will happen. You need to be able to handle your own. (laughs) Yeah. Um, four, uh, be skeptical, be skeptical. There's no, no harm in doubting somebody's intentions as they join your sports team. But then when they show you that they care, love them unconditionally and, uh, go birds. Go birds. I'll see you for the Super Bowl. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please do consider liking, subscribing, reviewing, whatever you're allowed to do on the platform that you're listening on. Please do it. Please consider sharing it out, even if it's just like texting it to a friend or sharing it on your profile, whatever. Give us a like on Instagram at anycrackpodcast. You can email me anycrackpodcast at gmail.com and just keep coming back for more things. Philly, (laughs) apparently, (laughs) and also kind of more advice, tips, tricks, lessons learned, adventures had, 
and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.